Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Good evening, everyone. This is the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast here tonight with Pastor Bob Simons. We're from the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson. If you want to get involved in the program tonight, feel free to give us a call in studio. Our number is 701-225-5133. Or you can text us tonight if you have any questions or comments, or if you just want to let us know uh, where you're listening from. The number for that is 701-290-7862. And if you're out of country and you'd like to email us, you can do that as well, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Good to have everybody that's already texted me and listening tonight. This is Pastor Bob. First time I think I've done the program for a little while or something like that. Maybe it seems like we've had guest speakers in here lately, but it's good to be with you tonight. And all of you that are listening locally here on 1230 AM, good to have you with us here in Dickinson. And then, of course, you that are listening on the Internet on on KDX's feed and then also the Tell the uh, Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2, good to have you guys with us tonight. Got, a, again, a, a group of um, Bible theologians in the studio tonight. We've got uh, Bill and Johnny and uh, Joe and Phil and and uh, the one that's the brains of them all, Cooper. Got Cooper in here. It's good to have him, one of my grandsons, in the studio tonight. And I'm um, excited that he and his brother and sister get to stay at Grandpa's house for a couple days. Well, I'm going to sing a song. Somebody ought to say, sing us a song, Pastor Bob. <clears throat> All right. Well, it wasn't that enthusiastic. Sing us a song, Pastor Bob. <laughs> That's better. All right. Good. Uh, I want to just say hello to Carl and Jeannie listening in Michigan tonight. And uh, what a miracle it sounds like your son Jesse had out of the hospital with all that stuff. He fell off a roof. Wow. Uh, good to hear that he's doing good. I was praying, man, when you called me, Carl, I started weeping just thinking about it if it would have been one of my sons. And, and um, it sounded like maybe from what he was, how bad it sounded like he was hurt that he he was going to have, could have could have even died from that. Good to have Jody up in Minot, Tammy, Rose, Adam, Brian, Malachi, Skyly, 
The Schulers are driving somewhere. Good to have them listening tonight. And um, and then also the uh, Lomans and Tristan especially. Tristan's been dying for the program to come on the air. Let me sing you this song. We'll get into our topic. I'm on the road and I'm going home. Won't be long till I dance and sing around the throne. Gonna keep on traveling on. Come too far and I'm not turning round. Get back Satan cause I'm heaven bound. Get out of my way. Gonna keep on keeping on. And I'm on the highway. Highway to heaven. Woo. Oh, I'm on the highway. Highway to holiness. Get off the road to hell. Get on, get on the highway to heaven. Sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's rough. But the joy of the Lord's my strength and that's enough. Gonna keep on moving on. Say you're busy and you don't have the time. What if Jesus would come right now? You'd be left behind. Why don't you come and go with me? Cause I'm on the highway, highway to heaven. Woo, oh, I'm on the highway, highway to holiness. Yeah, get off the road to hell. Get on, get on the highway to heaven. Oh, I'm on the highway, highway to heaven. Yes, I'm on the highway, highway to holiness. Get off the road to hell. Get on, get on the highway to heaven. All right, and that's my hope for you guys that you would get off the, if you're on the road to hell tonight, that you would get on the highway to heaven. I've got a special guest in the studio tonight. His first name is Phil, and he wants to give a shout-out to his father-in-law and his wife listening somewhere in Timbuktu. Hi, Lisa and my son Eli and mom and dad, Richards. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. And also my neighbor, Wally Tarmashi. All right, and good to have all you guys listening tonight. Where is that, in Missouri? Yes, St. Okay, St. Louis, Missouri. All right. That... Um, Good to have you guys with us tonight and hope that you become long-time listeners. As Seth started out the program saying, you can text us tonight, 701-290-7862. Get right in the program. We've got, oh, but man, we got, you know what encourages me? I got all kinds of people texting me tonight. Good. And, um, and we got some from Pennsylvania, Beulah texting tonight, just all over the place. Indiana. I've got brother Gordon has called in and he, um, you had a, he had a stroke. That's what it says. Brother Gordon had a stroke, and he's back in the land of the living. Well, it's good to have you with us, Brother Gordon. I'm glad you're listening, and maybe I can find out a little bit more about that after the broadcast. But um, Brother Gordon, is a, he is an interesting character. Um, he's got his own website called, uh, what is it called, Holy, Holy, a holyroller.com, and you can get all kinds of stuff there, and, and even his, his daughters, who are the famous Gordon sisters, I think you can even buy their um, CDs there, if I'm not mistaken. Tonight, uh, I want to talk about, I've got a whole bunch of stuff here, so we'll see what happens, but uh, it's going to be kind of on marriage, maybe, uh, but also kind of not. It's going to be talking about how the, there's the most important things uh, in life uh, seem to be... Uh, the things that people aren't putting as much importance in today. I'm going to start with Matthew chapter 10 and verses 37 and 39. It says, He that, Jesus said, He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. He that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it, and he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. Where I'm going to go tonight in this is I want to talk about how um, I want to ultimately get to the fact that the most important thing in life is serving God, of course. And um, but bef- next to that is is uh, if you're married, your marriage is next to that, and then next to that, if you have children, your children. 
and I want to just talk about this, and I want to, uh, I don't know what to call it really, we could call it proper order, uh, but that doesn't really make sense. But I, I want to talk about it tonight. You know, there there are people that have their lives all mixed up. They don't even have uh, their children and their family in the proper position that it's supposed to be in or their walk with God. They have their entertainment. They have their animal instincts. Uh, they have uh, their, you know, they're just their own. Uh, maybe it's their dog, you know. I don't know. Some people seem to love their dog more than their family, or more love their dog more than even God. You know, it's. I know. I get. I get. My wife tells me she. She probably if she's listening now, she's nervous because she hates it when I get on this topic of dogs because so many people love their dogs and she thinks we're going to lose people in our church because of this. But, and I mean, I like dogs. I don't love dogs. I, I'd rather have them be your dog. I mean, I'll pet your dog. I, I like. I mean, I. I just a good friendly dog. I. I enjoy that. Um, but you know, we our world's really goofed up. I mean, we our our priorities are mixed up. The order of things is mixed up. Um, the most important things of life. You know, I, I heard about somebody uh, years ago. They died and got buried in their Green Bay Packer uniform. And I'm like, you know, maybe they did it. Maybe they did it out of humor or whatever. That's fine. I'm not. You know, I don't know this person. But I thought if really if that was the most important thing in their life, that seems kind of weird to me, you know, that, that the Green Bay Packers. So I want to just say that the, the, the top things in life when it comes, if you're a married person, would be your walk with God, your marriage, and your children in that order. Before, um, I've told my children, I guess ever since they can remember, before there was you, there was your mom and me. <laughs> and... um and that that's the way, and after there was you, there's still going to be your mom and me. Uh, it's important that we put our marriage first. You know, the uh, when Jesus said that, that um, he talked about marriage in Matthew 19 and 5, he said, And for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, shall cleave to his wife, and the twain or the two shall be one flesh. Wherefore they are no more twain but one flesh, but therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. And so... And so if you're a married person tonight, and I here again, I feel like I need to really focus in on what I want to talk about because I feel like my mind is going like a hundred different directions and maybe that's what it sounds like. But let me just, let me just focus in on marriage for a little bit. Uh, your marriage, if you're married, uh, is, is something that God wants to see survive. And it's something that Satan wants to see destroyed. Satan is a destroyer and he loves to destroy marriages. That's one of his favorite things to do. That's why it's so important that we don't let the fire die on our marriage. It's so important that we don't let anything get in the way of our marriage, including our own children. Very, very important. You know, keep your marriage alive. Keep it exciting of the greatest importance. Uh, Make a plan. You know, you couples need to, to trade out with other friends that you have that are couples to babysit your kids so you can go out for an evening, uh, even stay overnight for an evening without your children if you have people that you can trust, especially family and so on. Um, you know, uh, grandpas and grandmas are good for that. They really are. Grandpas and grandmas like watching grandkids overnight. And um, if my mom's listening tonight, I want to just say that my grand- my kids had some great, great grandparents or some really good grandparents that were always wanting their, their grandchildren to come over, and I always appreciated that. The Bible says that be ye, in Ephesians four twenty six be ye angry and sin not, let the sun go down, let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. And we've got to be careful that we don't let these, these anger issues and these bitterness issues, uh, I will say that, that um, there are, uh, you know, there are men, Really, over all these years that I've tried to help people with marriages, my wife and I, in the marriage counseling that we've done, that we've seen many times men that are just big babies, that feel sorry for themselves. Um, a lot of times they get their feelings hurt and they just pout. And uh, and here's the Bible says, don't give place to the devil. You know, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Uh, be big enough to just let some things go. I, I hate to I hate to genderize everything if that's a word, but but like like to me sometimes women say things they don't mean because they're emotional creatures. You know sometimes they'll say things and and if you're not a man, you're going to let those things hurt you and you're going to let those things um, destroy your marriage because there's two ways that men deal with things like that that are wrong. The two wrong ways they either fight back 
or they go silent, and both of those are wrong. Going silent can can be even worse than than violence in some ways because there's there can there can happen a kind of a a self righteous pride or self pity that comes into a man's heart. And see, this is what Satan wants. He wants to destroy your marriage. You know, First Peter three and seven. Uh, it, it may be my paraphrase of that says, "Understand her and treat her right." That's kind of my paraphrase of First Peter 3 and 7. And then he goes, that your prayers be not hindered. You know, if you're a married man tonight, uh, you can lose your walk with God if you don't treat your wife the way you're supposed to. So I, I think that, um, it, and I, I mean, I've got so many scriptures on this, Mark 18 and 19. And I, here again, I know in this listening audience there are people that are already divorced. Your marriages have failed. And I'm not trying to hurt you tonight. I'm not trying to make you feel bad tonight. But if you are married tonight, I want to say next to your walk with God, your marriage is the very most important thing. And that's why Satan is coming across and attacking marriage at every angle. Um, and when you cannot destroy, when you destroy marriages and you destroy the family unit, um, you know, this, this, uh, turmoil that goes on in the inner cities of the United States, is not a racial turmoil. It's a societal, it's a, a family turmoil. When you have people in Chicago, I heard the, I heard the murder rate in Chicago last year. It's unreal. I mean, I, did anybody guys hear that? The murder rate in Chicago, what was it? There was there an average, somebody looked this up and texted me, but I think there was an average of seven or eight murders a day in Chicago this year. Is that right? Or was it more, was it 15? I don't even know. It was it was a lot. I, I I'm just shooting off the hip there. I I should have those things, but um, the um, but but you say oh oh that's is that a is that an issue with black people? No, it's not an issue with black people. This is a this is a family issue. You have homes that are destroyed, and there's no moms and dads in the home. What is it? How many a day? Somebody's looking this up for me as we speak right now. That's okay. Just get it back to me. But I mean, it's a lot. It's like, it's crazy a lot. It's like being in a war living in Chicago. You know, the, the, um, and, and it, this has to do with families. You know, uh, some people think that the, uh, the breakdown in Chicago with ed- is education. It is, doesn't have anything to do with education. You can, you could triple the amount of money that you spend in Chicago schools and it's not going to help one bit. Not one little bit. It's, you can get the best teachers in all the world and I would uh, bargain that they probably got some of the best teachers in all the world in Chicago. I mean, what kind of person would you be to teach in a school like that? If you wouldn't be a person whose heart was in it, I mean, I'd, I'd move and go teach somewhere else. What is it, Bill? Fifteen murders a day, something like that. Yeah, in Chicago, and um, and you know, people say, "Oh, we need more education." You know, let me just—I'm tell you, I'm not political here, but you Democrats say we need more money to to change this problem for education, and you Republicans say we need better teachers, and you're both wrong. It's neither one. We need families and we need moms and dads to stick together and realize outside of their walk with God, their marriage is the most important thing. And so we have to get this in proper order. We can't let anything get in the way of that. Jesus said, if two of you, if any two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. And so how can God work in your life, you married people, if you can't even agree on anything? So, you know, protect yourself from, uh, you know, you know what, I'm going to take a little break. Play a song. I'm going to read these texts. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862.
tell them what you want. Call them up and tell them what you want. Tell Like It Is radio broadcast here tonight with Pastor Bob Simons. We're from the New Life Pentecostal Church. We're right here in Dickinson, North Dakota. Again, if you want to get involved with the program tonight, feel free to give us a call. 701-225-5133 is the in-studio number. Uh, With any questions or comments you may have, or you can text us tonight, 701-290-7862, or you can email us at robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Hey, I'm getting texts from all kinds of, it makes me, encourages me tonight. My phone, I'm not even going to say who all's listening because it's so many. I'll forget somebody, but, but, uh, people say they like my singing. I like that, man. That's good. I always tell my, I've got two of my grandsons up in Beulah that I said, they've got a studio in their home. I said, I'm going to come up and make an album. I'm bringing Johnny with me. But I said, when it gets real bad, when it blizzards, I'll come up there. But the problem's been every time it blizzards, I can't get up there. <laughs> so it's, it seems like I gotta be there. Maybe I'll just try to, next time I hear it's going to blizzard, I'll bring my guitar and I'll bring Johnny up with Abe up with me and then we'll just go up there and hope we get blizzard. Cause we're gonna need about three days to make a CD up there, I think. But it, welcome back to the Tell It Like It Is show. Glad to have you all listening tonight from all over the place. And, um, and of course, especially you from Dickinson listening tonight, we're, we're, that's really our target audience and glad to have you here with us. We're talking about, uh, proper order and, and hopefully I'll get to all this because we certainly can't put our marriage before God, but, but we do have to put our marriage after God before anything else. 
and uh, and maybe that's all I'll get to talk about today. I'm not I'm not really sure. And some of you aren't married. Some of you are single, and so on. So you think this doesn't apply to you? But even if you get married, that's why it's so important that you don't pick a person to marry because they've got a nice car, a nice physique, or or something like that. I mean, like uh, you know, Seth, it wasn't her, your car that that Carrie was attracted to. I can promise you that. God, the fenders were falling off that car when he was dating her. So and it wasn't was it your physique? Must have been your physique. Okay, that was it. The uh, I was going to say next it wasn't your brains either but but the uh, no that my wife gets so mad when i say stuff i'm just teasing everybody seth is a brilliant young minister in our church and hopefully soon to start a, a daughter work in the city of bowman we're talking about protecting our marriages satan wants to destroy our marriages let me just say this you need to protect yourself and your marriage from stupid compromises that can destroy your marriage you need to set boundaries like I'm talking about email, social network, friendships with the opposite sex, workplace interaction. Um, you know, I I've got we've pastor a really good church right now. Good strong marriage is the last thing I want to do <clears throat> is to be a pastor of a bunch of people that are married and doing their own separate things. I even get nervous when guys just go off and do stuff together. Now, I know that every once in a while we'll go hunting or something. Married men will go hunting for a day or or maybe go, you know, skiing for a day. But even then, if it's going to turn like into an overnight thing, I don't know. I mean, I just, uh, you know, I mean, sometimes you got to work out of town and so on. But when you're married, Jesus said, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. I mean, you should do everything together that you can. You know, there's a, maybe somebody listening tonight in Indiana, because uh, I know their daughters are listening, but I don't think the mom really wanted to go hunting. I don't think Pam really wanted to go hunting, but she learned to hunt because she knew her husband loved to hunt, and she just wanted to go with him. And so she learned to hunt, too, and she I think she even killed a deer or two. Um, and I, maybe, maybe she could tell me, maybe she always wanted to be a hunter. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I got to thinking maybe it was just that she wanted to be with her husband and she knew he loved to hunt. You see, there are a lot of married people that are separated in what they do. Uh, they, they, they're separated in their, um, you know, their, their, their actions their interactions. They, they have their own hobbies, their own friends, you know, um, I, we just performed a wedding here. In fact, they're listening tonight. Eli, Ashton, Connor are listening tonight. Eli and Ashton at your wedding. I said that some people are legally separated before they get divorced, but before they were legally separated, they were just separated. They didn't do anything together. They didn't, they didn't go together. You know, um, my wife and I were in a bad motorcycle accident about six years ago and, um, I broke part of my back and my shoulder and and uh, some other things and my, since that time my wife has not enjoyed riding on the motorcycle that much she gets kind of tense and nervous she was on the back of that motorcycle she flew down the road a long way she was in a skirt and it's just a wonder she didn't get hurt way worse than she did but but the um we so we still have that motor we have a different motorcycle i didn't learn my lesson and i told her i'd like to take a trip to alaska on the motorcycle and I'd like you to go with me, and when, when we're done, when we get to Alaska, we'll put that motorcycle up for sale in a church parking lot up there, tell the pastor he can have half of whatever he gets for it, and we'll fly home. And I'll be done with motorcycles. And she said she'd do it. She, she would do that. But she, since that time, since we've decided this, I'm going to turn 60 in two years, um, she's saying, why don't you just go by yourself? Like, I'm not going to go by myself. How can After preaching this, how can I go by myself? But I'm not, I mean, how fun would that be to be gone for three weeks by myself, you know, with my wife here in Dickinson? We're going to go together, and if we get eaten by a grizzly bear together or whatever, we're just going to die together. And uh, she, I, if she's listening tonight, I, you know why? Because I like doing, I mean, I can't imagine going on a vacation without my wife. And some of you married people need to rethink some things. Now, I, like I say, I know there are times you'll, you'll go visit your family, uh, you know, there, there are, there are work situations. I'm not talking about that. Please don't think I'm talking about that. Uh, you might have a sick parent or something. You got to go home. I mean, I get that. I understand that. But what I'm talking about is I know couples that go on vacations by themselves. Like a guy will go a week and go snowmobiling out in Wyoming by himself without his wife. I don't know. 
I I don't think my wife would have put up with that, and I don't know if you should put up with that. My wife's a German. She she probably I know she wouldn't divorce me because of what the Bible says, but she might back over me with the car, you know, like and you know just accidentally, of course, you know, like whoa, I didn't see him back there, Pastor. You know, I mean that that might be just the way it is. I I don't know about that. Some of those Germans are is that racial to say that? I don't think so. Some of you Germans are some pretty hard headed people. My wife's a German. I shouldn't have. I just lost everybody in Dickinson just now. I you know what? I love Germans. I love you guys. All right, I'm a Norwegian, so there. But but um, you know the Bible says that uh, when we get married, it says that we give up our right to being true individuals when we're married. That's scary. I didn't make this stuff up. Jesus said, he said that when you get married, you you will be no more twain, no more two, but one flesh. And what therefore God hath joined together, let not, not man put asunder. And so not only does this marriage thing mean that you can't get out of it, uh, but this marriage thing means that you need to come together in total agreement with each other. This, this is a, this is an important thing. This is something that, and here again, if you get mad at me, I'm just telling you what Jesus said. Uh, this is what he talked about. You know, there, there is, um, you know, and, and the devil wants to destroy our marriage. Uh, he, he wants, um, he wants, and anything that gets in between that marriage, your children can get in between marriage. Uh, there are, there are children or there are married couples. I, this statistic is old, so I don't know if this is still true. But when they did, back in the day, when they did a statistic on, on divorce, most divorces occurred within the first five years of marriage. But the second most divorces occurred after the children moved out of the home. That was the second most divorces. And what, I, I don't know if the researcher that did that was, if he came up with this, or if I came up, or somebody else came up with this, but the concept is, is that two people have lived together for twenty years in marriage, they've built their entire life around their children, and that last child moves out, and they wake up one morning and they look at each other and think, "Who are you? Like I don't even know you. Like who are you? They have nothing in common. The only thing they have in common just moved out. You see, and and this is why it's so important that we. Uh, you know, you need to to make sure your marriage is strong. Um, and and let me just say this: if your marriage is, you know, somebody's listening to me tonight, like Pastor Bob says, you shouldn't love your children. That's not what I said, because this proper order. If I ever get to this thing that I want, I'm talking about tonight. If I ever get to put it all together, this proper order: when you love God more than your your spouse, and you love your spouse more than your children. You'll have plenty of love for everybody, including your children. You'll have more love for your children. The greatest home that you can raise children in is a secure home without a bunch of fighting and arguing in it. You know, um, some of the most terrifying times of my life are from my childhood. My dad, for quite a few years of his life, was a bad drinker, and my mom and dad would argue. And I I can tell you, my sister and I were terrified during those times. We were so scared. Not that my dad was going to hurt us or hurt my mom. It wasn't like that. But we thought our family was going to break up. And that was that's terrifying for a child. The best thing you can do for your children is is kiss your wife all the time. You know, pinch her in the rear end. I mean, run around the house chasing her and teasing her and and um, throwing her in snowbanks and all kinds of signs of affection. Is that a sign of affection, throwing your wife in a snowbank? It could be. I mean, and it just depends on your wife, I guess, because sometimes maybe it isn't. But, I mean, I mean, what I'm talking about is fun, Bill. You know what I mean? Just having fun. You know, you know, there, you know my wife likes to have fun. She, she uh, if I tr- even try to be grumpy, it's so hard around my wife because she starts goofing around and making fun of me and laughing and, and, uh, and, and mimicking my faces and, and um, and finally, I have to get out of the room because I'm going to start laughing. But I maybe I don't want to laugh right then. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to be angry about something. But but she that's just the way she is. I, one time she she was chasing our whole family around, trying to pinch all the kids in the rear end. I don't know if that's is that is, is that is that acceptable? That's I mean, and and we were all getting tired of it, so we were all trying to get away from her. And I had locked myself in the bathroom. <laughs> 
And uh, and I thought the coast was clear, and when I opened up the door, her nose was resting against the door, and she fell inside the bathroom. You know, um, what, what am I saying? This kind of stuff gives security to your children. Uh, you know, mom and dad love each other. Mom and dad aren't breaking up. Mom and dad aren't going anywhere. You know, get this divorce word out of your arguments, too. First of all, don't argue around your children. And then when you do argue, stop that stupid divorce stuff. I'm going to divorce you. Don't don't say stuff like that. Those kind of threats, first of all, you can't divorce them. That's what God says. You know, in the book of Malachi, in the the NIV version, in the King James version, God says, I hate putting away. What that means is God says, I hate divorce. God hates divorce. The reason Chicago, what did we figure, 15 a day? Tim, you're wrong. You said 11. Tim texted in. 15 a day getting killed in Chicago, murdered, is because of divorce. That's the reason. You say, well, how can you say that? I'll tell you what, I can say anything I want. It's my show. But I'm, it's it's the reason. Divorce is the reason. You know what? Kids that grow up, and you know, there was a, and I've quoted this thing for years, but there was a, a juvenile judge, and this was many years ago, and I read this somewhere many years ago, and this juvenile judge, he had, for, hey, turn that thing off in here, throw that guy out of here, this juvenile judge, 20 years as a juvenile judge, he had judged people 21 years and under, he had done a survey in those 20 years, and in his survey, he asked these people, when they came in, a question about their family, and this juvenile judge said, in 20 years, I never had a person stand before me in court that had his original mom and dad still married together and they went to church together as a family. Not one. Now, do they exist? Yeah, they exist. But what his point was, he didn't see any of them. 20 years, juvenile judge, never a child standing before him. I think... um you know, here again, this will make a lot of people mad. We've got a childhood epidemic of, of drug usage, and I'm, what I'm going to say next may shock you, but it's not the kind of drugs that are illegal drugs, but it's the kind of drugs that the pharmacy is giving your kids because they're so mixed up that they have to go to a, a, a child psychiatrist or a medical doctor. They're depressed. They're, they're, um, suicidal. Um, they're, they're, uh, I mean, we've got children nowadays that think they're boys when they're really girls and vice versa. We've got so many mixed up things. And I'm going to say that divorce has a lot to do with it. You mom and dads, you need to stay in love with each other for the sake of your children and don't let your children split you up. I can tell you, and I'm not going to name their names on the, on the, um, on the air, but I can tell you a list of names of people that I know that their children got in the way of their marriage. And I can also tell you people that I know that their children got in their way with their walk with God. The test of teenagers is a very important thing. You know, Seth, you've got little ones at home right now, and, and Phil's got a little one at home right now, and, and, um, and I don't have, I got some little ones at home, but they're not mine, they're grandkids. But you think that's tough? Teenagers can test you. They really can. There's nobody that can make you more upset than your own children. And don't let your children get in the way of your marriage or your walk with God. You must give your children to God, and you've got to do what's right. And uh, and if you let them separate you from your walk with God, what good is that? So, you know, tonight... This concept of marriage, you say, well, if you knew who I was married to, Pastor Bob, you couldn't, you wouldn't talk about this because I'm married to a really lousy person. Well, get yourself fixed first. You know, two half people don't make a whole person when it comes to marriage. You know, you need two whole people. That's, that's the way it works. I, I'm, I'm not really getting to my point, but, but if you think that there's somebody else in this life that can fulfill you, I've got some single guys in the studio. I got one, two, three single guys. If you think that there's somebody out there that can make you happy, Joe, that's really unfair. And I know you've heard me say these things before. There is nobody in this world that can make you happy if you want to be miserable. And so, and so if you're married right now and you think your spouse is the reason that you're unhappy, I, I, there is a chance of that, but I'm, I'm going to say you're unhappy anyway. 
That's what I'm going to say. You could be, and that's why when people get remarried after they get divorced, many times they get divorced right away again because they're looking for somebody to fulfill them, and only God can do that. Only God can fulfill you. Well, play a song here. I, you know what? This has got to be one of the worst programs I've ever done as far as just jumping all over the place because I want to say something else, and I'm stuck on marriage tonight. Grandpa, he gave 30 years to the lumberyard, loving his family and working hard, got a faith like a solid rock, he's just doing the walk, I got a friend named Larry, he sends me letters from a Tell It Like It Is radio show, Pastor Bob Simons, pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson, North Dakota, is your host tonight. And um, I've been missing this program. I haven't really, seems like I've, for some reason I've had guest speakers or something the last the last time, or the last, maybe just, just the last time maybe. Uh, we're talking about our marriage. We're talking about not letting anybody destroy our marriage. I, knew, I do need to correct that Chicago thing. Okay, I've got, I've got the... Uh, Michael Woods from Beulah texting me saying it's 15 per week. And uh, he said 15 per week, and I was saying 15 per day. So that is a little discrepancy. And, uh, Tim, you're right, 11 were shot per day. 11 per shot were shot but not killed. So so uh, 11 shot, 
maybe two killed every day in Chicago. And that, if you're just tuning in, you say, what does that have to do with anything? I'm talking about marriage. There you go. <laughs> the, the, oh, man. Anyway, uh, and you, I don't know. What are you going to do? Listen to the podcast. Maybe you can try to figure this out. The devil wants to destroy marriages. And and we need to, to realize that he wants to destroy your children, he wants to destroy your marriage, and he wants to destroy your soul. And so uh, all of these things are so important. All of these things are very important. The devil, uh, and, and that's why it is so important, no matter what I say about marriage and whatever, whatever I've said about marriage, the most important thing is that you're right with God. That's the most important thing. Because if you would have a perfect marriage, and if you did have perfect children, and if they are lost and they don't go to heaven, what good did that all do? That's why in the, the scripture that I read, Jesus said, he, he, let me read it again, Matthew ten thirty seven. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. He that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it. And he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. Um, don't let anything get in between your way of you and God. And lately, I've seen way too much of it. Now, we have a, a really good church. We're, we're a growing church. We need a new building. We're, we're full many Sundays. Um, Wednesday nights, our church is full. Always have new people there, new people getting baptized. Um, had a, a man that that was baptized this last Wednesday night that that uh, grew up uh, a very strong Roman Catholic, uh, saw his need to be baptized like the Bible said in the name of Jesus, and Wednesday night he was baptized in the name of Jesus. And, uh, and just that's uh, just, just so many good things happening in our church, just really great things. But I will also tell you there, were, there are people now that have walked away from this truth because of their family. They've walked away because of their spouse. They've walked away because of their parents. They've walked away because of their children. And um, we cannot have anything between us and God. If you think that I'm saying that your marriage is not important when I say this, you missed the whole part of the first part of the program, but our marriage is extremely important. And that's why Satan is working so hard to destroy it, not only for what God has commanded, but even for the fabric of our culture and our society. Uh, our, these, this breakdown in the marriage and in the family unit is the reason for just about all the societal ills that there are. And I, and I, I know that I have the right statistics for that. But this Satan's desire... And and here, I don't like to give him too much airtime tonight, but his desire, I know what his desire is. He wants to destroy your children, he wants to destroy your marriage, and he wants to destroy you. In the uh, one of the titles given to to this angel of the bottomless pit, in Greek it's Apollyon, uh, which means destroyer, Revelation 9 and 11. And and this, this, uh, this destroyer, he uses sin to entice and then he uses sin to destroy the the uh john chapter 10 and 10 said the thief cometh not but for to steal to kill to destroy and i am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly sin is a destroyer um the the um First Peter 5 and 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And so, and, and let me just tell you this, the forgiveness of God doesn't make the effects of sin just go away. I want you to think about this. The forgiveness of God doesn't make the effects of sin go away. There are people whose marriages are destroyed, their families are ripped apart, and you can come to God now and be forgiven. You could become a preacher. You could become a great man or woman of God. But that will never fix, it will never put back together some of the things it could be. Now, God can make beauty out of ashes. He can turn mourning into joy. But what I'm saying is that this is twofold. God 
wants you to realize that you, when your your marriage, your your children, you need to make sure that you don't lose them now. Don't trade them for something. My my father worked for a man who was very successful. Uh, this man was very good to me. My dad's boss. He uh, he was a um, he had quit quit school and he was. I think in eighth grade in many lived in Minneapolis, went to work at a car lot washing cars. Eventually he worked his way up to be a salesman, then sales manager, then then uh then manager, then they opened a garage in Bismarck and he became half owner of that garage, eventually bought out his boss and became the owner of this of this place. But this man's family was destroyed. Both of his sons were drug addicts, drinkers. My dad told me his oldest son one day in a business meeting, in a sales meeting at work, jumped across the table and tried to strangle his own father with his own tie. The, the salesman had to break him up. Um, the, the one son was killed on a snowy road. Nobody knows how he died. They just found him in the ditch. The other son, the last I heard, if he is alive, he's he was a terrible cocaine addict. This man, this boss of my dad's, told my dad, he said, I would trade everything that I have to have my family. But you know what, you guys? He did. See, he traded everything. He worked like a dog. And I'm not against work. I'm not against success. Please, I'm not. But Satan wants to destroy your family, and he'll use whatever way he can. You need to make a plan. You need to make a plan to have a good marriage. You need to make a plan to have good children. They're not going to just happen if you let them grow up like weeds. And you need to make a plan on how to get to heaven. Because Satan uh, wants to destroy your family, but he also wants you to go to hell. And I didn't do justice to that part of the program tonight, but uh, I am so thankful that all of you are listening. I do did get a lot of requests to sing a lot of different uh, different songs. And, and I mean, a lot of different people want awesome God Touch of the Master's Hand. Uh, let's see, some other quite requests. I'm not going to sing any of those. Seth, give out some information. I'm going to sing a different song. All right. Well, this is the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast. We're on every Sunday night uh, from 8.06 to 9.06 Mountain Time right here in Dickinson, North Dakota. We're from the New Life Pentecostal Church. We're located at 105 7th Avenue West. Again, that's the New Life Pentecostal Church, 105 7th Avenue West. Our church phone number is 701 701- Two six four seven eight six two, or you can email us at robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Next service is going to be Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m. You are invited. Uh, Sunday mornings we have 10 o'clock a.m. is Sunday school, uh, adult and children's Sunday schools, and then worship service on Sunday morning is at 11 o'clock. If you need a ride, get in touch with us, 701-264-7862. That's the New Life Pentecostal Church. And this is the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast if, uh, if you have any questions or comments tonight, give us a call in studio, 701-225-5133. Again, 701-225-5133. Or you can text us tonight, 701-290-7862. Or if you're out of country, Robert Simons 58 at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening tonight. I'm going to finish the program, maybe sing a song. Uh, good to have all the guys in the studio here again with me tonight. Good to have Bill and Johnny, Joe, Phil, and Cooper, who's going to save the last sip of that Sprite for me. Is that right? You're going to save the last sip for me? The people said this desert never ends. We have no bread. Our throats are dry. Our heads are heavy and our feet need rest. Has he left us here to die? And we've forgotten all his words As if we've never heard We take our hearts and turn away But he is not silent He is not whispering He is not quiet We are not listening He sends the lifeline, we keep resisting Him, 
He is not silent. We are not listening. No, we are not listening. We wander through this world in disbelief. Shake our heads at every tear. Searching endlessly for some relief. Has he left us dying here? But we've forgotten all his words As if we've never heard We take our hearts and turn away But he is not silent He is not whispering He is not quiet We are not listening He sends the lifeline We keep resisting him he is not silent, we are not listening. And we take our daily bread, and after we've been fed, we take our hearts and turn away. But He is not silent. He is not whispering. He is not quiet, we are not listening. He sends the lifeline. We keep resisting Him. He is not silent. We are not listening. No, we are not listening. No, we are not listening. And God is calling for us today. He really is. But it really is our choice. It's our choice whether we'll follow Him or whether we want to stay miserable. You know, the... um when we go against the ways of God in our life, you know, nobody's making me live this way. This is the way I want to live. For a little while, when I first came to God, my friends, my old friends said, man, you gave a lot for your religion, didn't you, Bob? You don't get to smoke pot anymore. You don't get to snort coke anymore. You don't get to do all the things we used to do any together. And I, I for just a little while, I would be, yeah, yeah, I gave up a lot. And then one day I realized I didn't give up anything because that stuff was no good anyway. It's a good life living for Jesus, like my friend Brother Jeans would say. I want to sing this one more song. i got a little more time here. And, and um, this song is a modified song that I I didn't write this song, but I changed the words quite a bit in it. But don't, don't plan, don't do tomorrow when it comes to the things of God, what you need to do now. Because uh, tomorrow may never come, and one day you'll find out that it's all gone, and you lost it all. Give me more darkness, said the blind man. Give me more folly, said the fool. Give me stone silence, said the deaf man. I did not believe Sunday school. Take it away, said the hungry man. Although I am starving, I'll get by. Take it away, said the thirsty man. I'll find a drink before I die. I've got plenty of time to think of heaven. But right now there's too much on my mind. And just one more day I'm gonna live this way. To me, tomorrow is fine. Leave me alone, said the lonely man Don't want to let go of this feeling Leave me to roam, said the wanderer It's only my life that I'm stealing I've got plenty of time to think of heaven But right now there's too much on my mind Just one more day, I'm gonna live this way to me, tomorrow is fine. Give me more darkness, said the blind man. Give me more folly, said the fool. Give me stone silence, said the deaf man. I did not believe Sunday school. I did not believe Sunday school. And Lord Jesus, tonight, as we close this program, I pray that you would help us, God. Help us to not fight against you, our Creator, and your ways, Lord, in our life. 
God, help us to have trust in you that you're not going to hurt us, but you're here to help us and that you want us to change for our own good. I just pray tonight, whoever's listening here tonight, that somehow that this reached them and that you'll help them. In Jesus' name. And we would love to see you. So Seth gave you the information, that number we've been given all night, that's 701-290-7862. That is my cell number. So if you need to get a hold of me, just do that. Good night, folks. God bless you. Next week, tune in at 806 Mountain Time for another Tell It Like It Is radio program with a special guest.